0: Today we are beginning a new series um, through the book of Philippians called Together for the Gospel. Now we've done uh, a series before called Together We Believe, kind of going over 101, but this will really be a book study for us through the book of Philippians. um, And how we did the book of Titus uh, when we went through the book of Titus last year was really that I... I read uh, the whole book on the first week because w- what I know to be true is that uh, my notes, if they're, they're not pointing us back to the Word of God originally uh, being driven from the Word of God for us to apply the Word of God to focus on the Word of God, then really they have no purpose and, and no intent. And so what I, what I like to do from time to time is, is really take a break um, from how I would kind of uh, expositionally unpack an outline um, of the text and, and really just focus our morning on the reading of the Word. You know, really this morning, uh, if, we, if we look at it, the, our Sunday morning gathering together is really a focusing on the Word as a whole. Uh, when we come in together, uh, we are singing the Word in these songs uh, when we took communion, we're, we're reading the word, we're putting into practice the application of the word, and then uh, in the message time, we're really unpacking the word to really see how would it uh, apply and where would God instruct us in our daily lives and our pursuit of relationship with Him. And so what we've done once before, and I just loved doing that, was just to read the whole book of where we would go in our series. And we did this with Titus, and we're going to do it again this morning. And really, out of this, um, what we did last time that we're going to do again, as you probably see in your message notes, there are no fill-in-the-blanks for you. But really, there are some prayers uh, that are textually focused, I would say, um, that really, if you look at those four pastoral prayers that uh, our pastoral intern, Jaron, helped me, compiled together through prayer and through uh, study of the book of Philippians, really saying, man, these are some prayers that we would that we would have that I would have for us all together to not only in reading the word, but also in applying the word. And so what we're going to do this morning, a little bit different than normal, is I'm actually going to read through the whole book of Philippians, uh, won't take too long because we're only four chapters, um, and then I'm, I'm just going to spend uh, just a few moments for us praying through these pastoral prayers together, but then also my hope is that you will take this sheet, and not only this week, but throughout the entire series, really be praying through these pastoral prayers Uh, Because like I said, each one, as you see, it it shows you what chapter and what verse we're really pulling that from. Because like I said, every time uh, I begin on a Sunday morning, I want us to go to the Word. So let me just have you do that now. If you have a Bible, go ahead and grab it. We're going to be in Philippians, starting in chapter 1. Because what I want us to do is really see, we're not here to hear uh, what's cleverly from David, what's new revelation from David, but what's the clear revelation from God's word itself. And so this morning, we're just going to read through all four chapters. um, And my prayer and my hope in this, not only from the pastoral prayers, but I would say through this, is that the word would speak for itself. And I know that to be true. The word speaks for itself. And so I I had no need to prepare uh, any outline for you, but really for us to begin with, to just go to the text of the Bible. Because I think for a lot of us, uh, if not just some of us, uh, we have a tendency to skim over text. And especially as we uh, do teaching on a Sunday morning. You know, I mean, for example, we have... Uh, we spent about four and a half months through the book of Galatians. But how often can we actually say, man, we really uh, took in the Word of God, every verse, uh, every chapter of that book, as we went into it in a series as a church. And so I'd really love for us to begin there this morning, and by the grace of God, just uh, read all four chapters, and then spend a little time in prayer together through these pastoral prayers. So I'm going to start uh, reading Philippians chapter 1, starting in verse 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, To the glory and praise of God. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry. For your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. Engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. Chapter 2. And under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my present, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure." Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. I hope in the Lord Jesus Christ to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served with me in the gospel. I have therefore, I hope therefore to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me. And I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. I have thought it necessary to send to you I am the more eager to send him. Therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again and that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy and honor such men. For he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. Chapter three. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Look out for dogs. Look out for evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Chapter 4. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Yodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourself know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, No church entered into partnership with me, and giving and receiving, except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more, and I am well supplied, having received from Ephroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrificial, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirits. Amen. So what I'd just like for us to do is just to spend uh, some time, um, just uh, probably for the sake of our time together, just a, a few minutes, uh, just praying through these prayers. But what I I want for us to remember, because I think uh, it's really easy for us to uh, just read through scripture and just easily forget scripture. I mean, most of you men might not even know that there's a text of chapter four on an art piece in the men's restroom. Um, And really, I think it's easy for us to just kind of take Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and just kind of uh, knit it on our pillows and just kind of put it on our coffee mugs. And we really don't uh, take in the Word. I mean, the most of probably uh, sometimes what we drink in the Word is that verse on the mug. And that's our context of drinking in the Word. But I I really, what what my heart's desire for us is, is that when we gather on Sunday mornings, it is not that I'm sharing with you anything new and profound that would not be of the Word, but that we would be drawn continually to the Word of God, that together we would go out from there for the gospel. And so that's kind of why we've uh, titled it, Together for the Gospel, and also um, why these pastoral prayers That really, these prayers are a heart's desire for me that, um, one, that our manner of living would be worthy of the gospel of Christ. That we would be humble as Christ is, holding firm to the word of life and be dedicated to sacrificial serving. That we would count our gain as nothing. All of our possessions, everything we have, everything that we've become, that we would hold it as nothing, and we would hold Christ as everything, holding true to what we have attained. That we would labor side by side in the gospel, rejoicing always in the Lord and trusting in God for our provisions to his glory. So, what I'd like to do is just take a few moments. Uh, in prayer, and really encourage you not to just take these home and, and just kind of tack them up on the fridge, but really with me throughout this entire series, be praying these things. Be praying these things that together we would be for the gospel. And that is what would move us and continue to grow us. So let's pray together. Father, this morning, we know that we are in a a space uh, culturally and geographically where the manner of living is not only unworthy of the gospel, it's a blatant enemy of the gospel. So Father, I pray this morning as we begin to pray these prayers that you would examine our hearts that our manner of living would be worthy of the gospel of Christ. And God, I pray that as we pursue that manner of living in Christ, that we would not boast in ourselves. We would not boast in our spirituality. We would not boast in, in our biblical knowledge. We would not boast in who we've given grace to and who we've spoken truth to, but that we would be humble as Christ is humble. That God, I pray that in this life, we would begin to truly examine in our living what we're holding firm to. That God, for some of us, maybe it's our our personal space. Maybe it's our personal time. Maybe it's our family Maybe it's our our finances. Maybe it's how we think other people see us, how we look, how we respond. I pray that whatever we are holding firm to, God, I pray that this morning we would release it and hold firm to the word of life. God, as we hold firm to the word of life, that we would be dedicated to sacrificial serving. So God, not just the, the one hour a month that we know is needed in our kids' ministry, not just the need for those volunteering um, in other areas of just the sun Sunday morning, but that we would serve in such a way that causes a sacrifice of ourselves unto your glory. God, we would let go of whatever we are holding tightly to, to begin to hold firm to the word of life. That we would be dedicated to sacrificial serving. That God, whatever we have gained in this life, we would count it as nothing. The position in our work we've accomplished, the home life we have, the the land we have, the status we have, the friends we have, the things we have. God, I pray that we would hold it all as nothing and count Christ as everything. That we wouldn't hold true to what we've gained of the flesh, but we would hold true to what we've attained in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray as a body, as the body of believers gathered here this morning, desiring to be your church. God, I pray that we would labor side by side in the gospel. And God, truth be told, I don't know that we know how to do that. God, I pray that you would help us in the midst of, of an overly individualized culture, that it's all for one and one for all, and that's self. God, teach us to crucify that, that we would labor side by side in the gospel, even when we're not feeling it, even when we don't see the fruit of it, that we would labor side by side in the gospel and rejoice always in you, Lord. And God, I pray that you would rid us of our flesh confidence and you would rid us of our humanistic control to try and come up with our own provisions. Because God, the truth of that, that you say in your word, nobody gets the glory for that. It is foolish So, Father, I pray this morning we would put our trust in you for the provision of our needs to your glory. That, God, if you provide a need that we have, that we wouldn't just look at that need and say, God, that's so awesome. Look at how I have all this now. But that we would look to you and say, God, you are so good that you would care for that need. God, even when we don't see those provisions, that we would trust you. God, I pray that as we go out from here this morning and over the next several months as we spend our summer in the book of Philippians, Father, I pray that you would not only penetrate this space, but that you would penetrate our hearts with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That God, this would not just be a message that we uh, think is evangelistically for others, but God, as we go out laboring side by side, that we would also understand that the gospel is something we never outgrow. That together, we have a need for the gospel. And together, we have a need To go and share the gospel. So, Father, this morning, I pray that as we conclude the service, may we continue to pray through these prayers. God, would you give us a, a hunger for your word? Would you give us a deeper desire to labor side by side? in the gospel where we are rejoicing always in you, Lord. And God, most of all, what we know to be true is that we get the gospel of Jesus Christ because you've invaded bad space. That through Jesus Christ, you've done what we could never do So God, I pray that this morning we, we would believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, that when we confess with our mouth that He is Lord and believe in our hearts that you have raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. that it is by your grace alone, through faith alone in Christ alone, that we have been saved. So Father, this morning, teach us to be together for the gospel. So as we close, it's in Jesus' wonderful and precious and holy name we pray, amen.